So the story of Abraham and Sarah begins in Genesis chapter 11, after the story of Noah's Ark, after the floodwaters have rescinded, and after Noah's family has repopulated the earth. There's a breakdown of Noah's lineage, and down that list, we come to Abraham, whose name was Abram at the time. That's what we'll call him until it changes in the story. And he married Sarah, whose name was Sarai at the time. And in this chapter, we're also introduced to Abraham, to Abram's brother, Haran, who was the father of Lot, and his brother Nahor, who marries one of his brother Haran's daughters after he dies. And that's real, like, you know, sister-in-law's baby cousin Tracy-ish, but try to follow me. <laughs> Lot will be important later. So the beginning of this chapter also talks about a time when the people of the world all spoke one language until they hurt God's nerves and God had to confuse them with the switch up. But for now, let's just stay on Abraham and Sarah. So what's interesting about Sarah is that she was unable to get pregnant. And that was a major deal at the time because so much of a woman's identity was wrapped up in being able to produce children for her husband because the more children a man had, the more help he had producing crops, tending to land and livestock. And it just meant more wealth for the family. That was a woman's contribution to her family. You also had someone to care for you when you got old and so forth. So it was a devastating thing for a woman to be barren during that time. It was very devastating for Sarai. Pardon me if you hear um, my notes. Um, so moving into chapter 12, the call of Abram. This is a chapter where God challenges Abram to trust him. He instructs him to leave his comfort zone, leave his daddy's side of the family, leave his friends, his everything that he knows, everything he grew up with, and follow God to some other land that God chose for him. Now, that was the challenging part, but God also makes a promise in exchange, and he tells Abram that in exchange for his obedience, he'll bless him. He'll be blessed to be a blessing to other people. He said he'll get his name popping in the streets. Every time you pull up, people going to know who you are for generations to come. He's told him, I will make you into a great nation, meaning generations of families were going to come from Abraham's line and his bloodline would just not ever die off. He even promised to have his back. He said, look, I'll bless those who bless you. And if anybody try to try you, I got him. I'm going to handle that for you. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you if you take this deal. This is God to Abraham. All you have to do is abandon your comfort zone and trust me. The next line in the NLT version of this chapter says, So Abram departed. It doesn't say that he asked any questions, that he made any comments. It doesn't say he was a hemming and a hawing. It says he left. He was out. He took his nephew Lot with him because remember Lot's dad had died. Um, so he went with Abram to this new land. He took his wife Sarai. He took all his wealth, all his livestock, um, everything, all the people that he had taken into his home at the time. He took everything with him and he was 75 years old at the time. So God had chosen a land called Canaan, which was already populated. But God told Abram he was going to give the land of Canaan to Abram's descendants. 
So Abram traveled through the land, camping out, building altars and worshiping God. But then Canaan was hit with severe famine. So like he's followed God to this land that he knows nothing about. And then he gets there and now he can't feed his family. And that forced him and his family to move into Egypt where they were considered foreigners. So Abram had a talk with Sarah like on the way to Egypt as they were approaching before they got up in there. He was like, look, you two fine for these people to know we together. He knew the first thing the men of Egypt were going to want to do was kill him and take his wife. So he was like, we're going to say you my sister because then not only will they let me live, but they're going to treat me well to try to get at you. So Sarah agreed to take one for the team. And just like he thought, as soon as Sarah stepped into place, the man was up in her face. Pharaoh, a.k.a. the king, heard how fine she was, flexed his power, and brought her into the palace as his own wife. And Sarah did what she had to do, dog. And just like he thought as well, Pharaoh showered him with gifts because of it. Pharaoh gave Abram servants. He gave him donkeys he gave him crops he gave him he showered him with gifts but remember god promised to have abram's back right he sent a plague on here on pharaoh's head top over sarah his whole household suffered he was cursed he was like you know you want to rumble with the g huh threw a hex on his whole family okay i couldn't help it i'm sorry Anyway, somehow Pharaoh knew exactly what was up. So he called Abram in and he told him, look, I don't know why you lied to me. I don't know why you tried to set me up, but I want you to take your wife, take your donkeys, your sheep and everything you got and get out of my country. Good day, sir. And that concludes Genesis chapter 11 and 12. We'll pick it up in Genesis 13. See what happens to Abram and his family once they got tossed out of Egypt that's what I read, but I encourage you to read it for yourself and tell me what you read. Thank you for listening to the That's What She Read podcast. Until next time.